0: Explore the history, relationships, expertise, and data that go into ensuring Stein growers get maximum yield potential. This is the Stein Seedcast. Here's your host, David Thompson.
1: Hello, I'm David Thompson, National Marketing and Sales Director for Stein Seed Company, and this is the Stein Seedcast, a bi weekly show where growers, agronomists, and other special guests exchange product knowledge agronomic expertise, and discuss everything that goes into maximizing yield. Throughout this month of March, we're celebrating women in ag and the accomplishments they've made in the industry. Joining me as a co-host throughout the month is Stein's sales support team lead, Renee Schmidt. Renee's been a Stein employee for about five years now, and a woman in ag even longer than that. She and her husband, Marty, live on an acreage just outside of Adel, Iowa, where they raise their children and have livestock. Renee... Thanks for joining us as a co-host for March.
0: On today's episode, we have a special guest, Jennifer Marion, who's the FFA advisor for Woodward-Granger Community School District. She grew up around her family's row crop farm in central Illinois and decided to home her passion for agriculture to pursue her bachelor's degree in agriculture and life sciences education at Iowa State. Since graduating from Iowa State, she has taught ag for the past four years, three at Easton Valley High School in Preston, Iowa, and started at Woodward Granger this past fall. Thanks for joining us today, Jennifer.
2: Thank you for having me. So, tell us about your background. Um, So I grew up on a, well, I grew up in town uh, in Danvers, Illinois, but my family row crop farms. Um, So I grew up around corn and soybeans, helping out where I could in the summertime. And then that kind of spurred my passion without even realizing it. My dad died when I was young, which is actually what spurred me into go- taking ag classes in the first place. Uh, I was dead set on being a mechanic for a while, and I also was a competitive swimmer in high school. So I hurt my shoulders competitively swimming and decided turning wrenches was not going to be <laughs> it for me anymore. And then I was talking to my ag teacher one day, and she's like, have you ever thought about teaching ag? Like, if you can't decide what else you want to do, because I knew I wanted to be involved with ag still – and she was like, have you thought about teaching? And since that day, I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to go be a teacher. And a lot of it spurred from, oh, my dad was in FFA and did a lot of contests. And one day I was looking through her attic and found all of the plaques. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I should try FFA. And really, once I tried that, the rest is history. And here I am.
0: So you mentioned your ag teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, we know what a role you guys play with our um, high school youth, right? Yeah. What was it that that teacher said um, that made you believe that you could do or pursue um, a career in ag?
2: Um, I think part of it was in my intro to ag class, I was a sophomore. I didn't start taking ag classes till I was about a sophomore because of other conflicts in scheduling. Um, and so at that point, I was kind of already a leader in the classroom. I was a sophomore in a class of freshmen. And so a lot of times when they weren't understanding stuff, I was already helping them with it. And she was just like, hey. You're already doing it and it looks like you enjoy what you're doing. Um, why don't you take this and make it a career? Very good.
1: So, you're involved in FFA mm-hmm. uh, and any other early influences?
2: I was also involved in 4 H. And I would say throughout my ag career growing up, uh, I was definitely way more involved in 4 H than I was in FFA. And that always surprises kids and, like, what? Like I thought you would have been president. I was like, no, I was president of 4-H um, for multiple years in a row. FFA, I was just a standard member, going to meetings and participating, but I never took that leadership role in those instances.
1: So, what were the what were the th- key things you feel like that you took away from your experiences both in FFA and in 4-H as a youth?
2: So, for FFA specifically, I took away that you don't even have to be the leader to be to be a leader. You're not the leader. Everybody is there leading together. Everybody's competing. Everybody's doing everything together. And so you still belong, even if you're not one of the popular officer members, if you're not somebody who's showing livestock with each other every weekend, you still feel like you belong. 4-H kind of taught me more that there's also a community outside of the people that you grow up with. Um, So 4-H, since it wasn't associated with school, I got to know a lot more people and kids that were homeschooled that I would have never met um, if it hadn't been 4-H. And so just learning how to network that way is really where I learned that from was from 4-H. The ag industry gives us a lot of friends, don't they? Yes. No matter
0: which facet you're involved with. um, I think that's priceless. Um, To have friends that you've been friends with for decades for some of us that have been older and people who have made a difference early on and grown with you throughout life. That's exciting. Yeah. So speaking of that, you know, obviously you're growing kids every day. Um, How do you think you can be a difference maker?
2: I just think being there, supporting them and helping them grow into whoever they want to be um, and giving them the skills that Yes, I'm there to teach agriculture every day, and I want to teach them the content they need to know, but I think more importantly, teaching them how to problem solve and be a critical thinker um, and how to be resilient. So even when things don't go your way, how to bounce back and come back from that is really what I'm there for and what I enjoy about it Um, and how I'm helping kids is just giving them those life lessons in more of a low-risk environment that they get to experiment and play around where they're not getting fired from a job for doing it, for example, Um, they're learning what's okay and what's not okay in my classroom, and that's okay. So sometimes it's messy, sometimes it's very chaotic, but those kids are learning regardless of if we're getting to our lesson that day or if it is just, hey, guys, we need to talk about something that's going on in somebody's life, and we need to work through that together.
0: So because we're um, talking about Women in Ag Month, how do you think you specifically can make a difference in a young female's life? How do you encourage them to get involved?
2: So actually, I have a couple freshman girls right now who like to talk about women in steam every day, because it started off with women in STEM. I was like, hey guys, did you know actually sometimes steam, and a lot of times we think about art as the A in steam, but a lot of times it's also agriculture. Um, so now anytime we're doing something that is traditionally a boys' activity, so we went through ag mechanics stations, any like when they were welding, they're like women in steam, women in steam, and shouting it around. Um, and, and so I think just you know giving them the opportunities to try things that people may see typically see as boy things um, helps empower them and just being a leader myself as a woman in agriculture some kids you know only see men in leadership roles and I think just you know being there helps not only the females in my class but also the males see women as an authority figure as somebody to look up to as somebody to be your mentor whatever it may be I think just being present and giving them opportunities to to do things that are uncomfortable for them is most important for me
0: I think one of the great things about agriculture is we all have to work together right we all have our piece of the puzzle Mm -hmm. be that you know the accountant the salesman the insurance the agronomist um, the welder Mm -hmm. you know it's such a big community and I think that's um, a great life lesson that you have to deal with people Um, sometimes people you want to deal with sometimes people you don't want to deal with and I think that gives them some real hands-on experience that it takes it takes a whole community yeah for
2: sure
1: so, the community that you are in, uh, working in, is a rural area, mm-hmm. but, you know, like everywhere, it's surprising how many young people don't have direct experience on the farm, mm-hmm. you know, even in an area like that. So, for young women who are in, you know, freshman year of high school, as you're trying to, you know, recruit new students, and, and, and uh, how do you promote FFA, uh, and it, your ag studies to students so they can decide if that's something they want to pursue?
2: So all eighth grade students uh, get to take ag exploratory. So that's the first step is they're getting exposed as middle school students. Um, and, every, you know, they take FCS classes. They take Spanish classes at that point. They take art classes at that point. So kind of all the extracurriculars get a chance to sell ourselves. And a lot of what I talk about in eighth grade to kind of hook the kids is just that they're going to be the future someday, whether they're in agriculture or anywhere else. But our future is also getting a lot more populated, and we need to learn new ways of doing things. And so a lot of the focus is, you guys are going to be the leaders, you guys are going to be the ones making the changes, the politicians, all these things. And so let's start thinking about solutions that we could come up with now. Um, So that's kind of how I start marketing it. And then once they're freshmen, they can take intro to ag. And then I'm also working on changing up a lot of classes right now to fit student interests. Being a new teacher, I get to see where the interests are different now. And so switching up curriculum and getting like the kids that want to be vets and, you know, I want to start a vet science curriculum eventually. We're working on getting a plant science curriculum and expanding some of our um, facilities so we currently have a greenhouse but i would like to get a bigger and better one um, and work with the school and maybe donate some food into the cafeteria um, so that's a plan that's kind of in motion right now we also have a farm Um, Right now the farm is kind of sitting, uh, just for me taking over, it's a big project, but eventually that'll become a learning farm where students can learn about chickens being raised, about cattle being raised, hopefully, if I get it all going, this is like a 10-year plan right now, but just getting experience with livestock and having a place to learn about it, Um, and a lot of kids, once we have that going up and going, a lot of kids are like, I just want to go see what that is and take a class just to go see what it is.
0: So you're investing. You're investing a lot of your own personal time, talents, resources. Why? Why do you believe in that?
2: Like I said, these kids are just going to be our future and I want to get them the most prepared that they can be to make the decisions in the future, to make sustainable choices that can keep going, as well as like learning how to advance with technology and stuff because I want our future to be better. Um, And I just see that potential in those kids. So they Like I said, they're going to be the leaders. They're going to be our politicians. They're going to be our farmers. They're going to be our parents in the school district eventually. And they also just need to know that they make a difference and that they will make a difference and that somebody believes that they will and to see the importance and why they're doing what they're doing. That's exciting
0: to hear. You know, for um, obviously on behalf of Stein C Company, we thank you for that investment because, you know, we employ those people and we need people from research to accounting to every area within the company Um, and that's pretty exciting to know we've got people out there raising up that next generation so thank you
2: you're welcome and thank you for giving me a reason to help them (laughs) grow and jobs for them to go to
1: so you talked about a a, a 10-year plan that's you know really visionary it's looking into the future how do you talk to your team your young young kids who you know don't have that maybe all of that vision, right? Mm-hmm. You're trying to set them on a path and and how do you work with them towards setting those goals?
2: Um, so I definitely start, especially with this first year, I'm starting with you know a lot of the leaders that were there when I arrived. And we're looking at revamping FFA um, to be what they want it to be and what they see as being important for them. And so just starting with what they believe is important, is going to help bring the younger kids up as well because they're seeing, like, I believe the FFA, an FFA chapter is the student's organization. So it's not about what I want, but what the students are interested in, what they feel motivated to go and do. And so that's really where it starts. And then it's problem solving from there and piecing the puzzle together from there. Like, oh, students are really interested in this. How can I connect them to industry somehow? Or how can I connect them to a contest? And a lot of times it just takes building a relationship with students that they trust you enough to let you guide them in a certain direction and they trust that it's going to lead somewhere. Um, So a lot of the first steps are just relationship building and giving them some leadership in it as well.
1: So one of the things we've talked about in a previous podcast episode is that those of us who've been in the industry a while have seen the role, you know, females, Taking on larger and larger role and they're a larger and larger part of uh, the ag population. Let's say, I guess I'm curious. Do you know? Do your students are they aware of that? Maybe do they know that, or is it just something that they accept as there are more equal opportunities today than there were? you know, maybe in the past?
2: I'm not really sure if they see it or see any discrepancy. Like, I know when I was in high school, it was like I knew I was going to maybe struggle a little bit being an ag teacher. Um, People warned me that, you know, it's a male industry. And actually, I have a lot of female ag teacher friends, and there's a lot of them in Iowa as well. I want to say most of them in Iowa these days are even turning more female. And I think it's just they don't see it just because I don't necessarily present information that way. And a lot of times they see their moms involved in the farming, whether it's in a big way or not. They just don't question that males would ever be like, "Nope, you don't know anything. And there's exceptions. There's definitely going to be some kids that are like, oh, females don't belong. Um, And I'm like, well, I have news for you. We do. Yep. You know you said you you
0: heard that maybe you would have issues um being a woman in your position. Have you had? And is there any really big challenges, obstacles you'd have to you had to overcome? And what did you learn from that?
2: I don't know if there were any super big obstacles. Uh, both of my job positions, I followed a woman as well. Um, so both of them, there's been a female teaching there before me. Um, but I did, sometimes it's a respect thing, especially with, and I think it's a teenage boy thing more than an agriculture thing. I'm just learning how to take that authority. But overall, I really haven't had too many challenges. What would
0: you advise for a young woman wondering about obstacles going into the ag industry?
2: Um, I just think for advice, I mean, obstacles are going to be a part of life. Whether you're doing something in a male-dominated industry or a female-dominated industry, you're going to have obstacles either way. I think you just need to find what you're passionate about, and if that is agriculture, take those obstacles as they come and just keep keep fighting through them.
0: Very good. Um, I hear you talk about problem solving, critical thinking. You know, it's clear that you have a passion, and I I like to say you can't. Passion—you either have it or you don't. Um, so it's so important to find the passion for what you're going to do in life, right? Um, and I can just hear that. And I think we're so lucky to have you again, um, raising up our our students and just um, encouraging them.
2: Yeah, I always say the best part of my uh, part about my job is not is that it's not really at work. I just get to go to school every day, hang out with some kids, give them some advice. Um, I mean, there is work involved. I do do work-related things, but it doesn't feel like work because I am so passionate about it, and it it makes it easier. When you're just passionate about something, take that passion and run with it. Makes life fun, doesn't it? It's a lot more fun. Good for you.
1: <laughs> As an and instructor, how do you interact with the community and with, you know, businesses uh, toward helping guide these young people toward because toward hopefully what they hope for future careers.
2: So especially with rural school districts, one of the easiest steps to do is just to be involved, like go to basketball games, go to football games, and just be present and around. Uh, It might be going to a school board meeting, and then those people often also are business owners. We also, in the agriculture education world, have what we call advisory committees, um, and we're working on building one, but those are people in the industry who are going to tell us what if we're teaching what is correct, um, if there's things changing, if they think for our area we need to be cha- teaching something different. So really just getting a strong advisory council going and then like an FFA alumni or friends of a FFA group. And really once you once you get started, they just kind of keep coming. So you just kind of got to take that first step and put your foot out there. And it might be going to a community dinner and you start talking about yourself. It could be another teacher knows somebody and mentions something. And then suddenly these people are emailing you and you just got to be willing to meet with them and talk about their business as well and figure out a way to make it work in your program. Yeah.
1: So it sounds like from a fairly early stage you kind of knew the direction yeah. you wanted to take and I think that's really profound. So if you could go back to your younger self and give one piece of advice about the journey you're about to be on, what what would you what would you say?
2: I think I would have to tell myself it's gonna sound really cliche, but just be willing to try new things. Cause originally I thought I was going to go to the university or Southern Illinois University, um, and I was going to go back to my dad's high school and start the ag program back up. And then I ended up going to Iowa State University, and then I decided to stay in Iowa and not even move back to Illinois. And so just be more willing to to not even think when an opportunity arises. Um, Because it is all going to work out in the end. Um, You'll get where you're supposed to be. And go Cyclones. Yes.
0: (laughs) For those tuned in, we've been listening to Jennifer Marion, who has generously shared her experiences with us on what it's like teaching the next generation of women and students in ag. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Well, thanks, Jennifer. Also, thanks to Renee for helping me out this month with all of our Women in Ag podcast episodes.
0: You're welcome. (laughs)
1: Well, we'll be back with more expert interviews and insights about all things Stein in two weeks. And to never miss an episode, make sure to subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, remember, Stein has yield.
0: Subscribe to the Stein Seedcast wherever podcasts are found. To learn more about Stein and its elite corn and soybean genetics, visit steinseed.com.